Yes, hello everybody and welcome once again to The Brink, your favouritest, most awesomest, most brilliantest Brinkalicious podcast this side of the Derwent River as you come right into your speakers and hear episode 10 of the reboot. We hope you've had a fantabulous week wherever you have been listening to ourselves from and had an amazing Australia Day week. If you are Australian, if you're not, I still hope you've had an amazing Australia Day week because generally that's what you do when it's around about January 26th. But uh, we've got such great things to come to you today. We've got people on this show that you haven't heard from in a couple of years. And speaking of a couple of years, given that it has pretty much been to the day two years since we last broadcast on an actual radio station, we thought we might celebrate a little bit by bringing you some celebrations from that moment. So plenty to come on this episode. We like to talk about a lot of stuff. We always like to bring you entertainment and we always like to bring you exciting things. And that is why you listen to The Brink, because it is brilliant. Delicious and awesome, and that's exactly what you're going to get here on episode 10. One thing that I know a lot of people miss since we have been on the airwaves is the interaction between myself and co-hosts. I mean, it's all well and good for me to sit in front of a microphone and talk about stuff that happened in the past, but you really don't give a shit about that because you listen to it because you're a loyal listener to The Brink. So we thought... To make things new and fresh, why not bring back the people that you used to like and bring them back to the airwaves so you can hear them? Now, I said the people you used to like. We're also going to bring back the people you used to hate as well. And one of those people that I am both happy and sad and excited and weirdly feeling some strange feelings towards right now that we're bringing back is everybody's favourite 15-year-old. I do, of course, speak of Mr. Dakota Leary. Dakota, welcome back to the brink. Hello, I'm 18 now, also. Yeah, oh, really? That That's not true. I mean, you're always 15. Yeah. We used to establish this, didn't we? Um, I don't know. I You you said it, but I didn't really seem to agree with it. So. <laughs> wow, no, you don't say. You never agreed with things that we said? Yeah. Don't be silly. That's... No, I, I know it's a shocker, hey? Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, how are you? It's been, I mean, literally this episode that we're bringing out is pretty much two years to the day since we were last on air. So it's really been two years, I think. I mean, you and I don't talk, so this has been two yeah. years since we've even heard from each other. So what the hell have you been doing with yourself in two years? Yeah, man, um, I've just been doing teenager shit. Like, <laughs> I've been just, you know, doing school, doing work, doing drugs and stuff. That wow, okay, you're honest. That's good. You know? <laughs> Just the, just the teenager stuff that you do. I don't know. So, so, so it is true. Teenagers, all they do is just work, school, and drugs. That's the three things. Um, yeah. Yeah? That's, yeah, pretty you much. Know, pretty much. Care to yeah. share what type of school work and drugs <laughs> that you've been doing? I mean, you know, we're being honest and open <laughs> what type of... Dakota Leary being um, completely honest on air. I mean, just a bit of alcohol, hey. Not, <laughs> not you know, I don't know. None of the hard stuff yet. You're bit not of, quite um, a meth dealer at the moment. Bit of cold and flu. Cold and flu tablets. Don't mind them. <laughs> They're all right. Bit of the Demazin. Bit of the Benadryl. Yeah. I've know. got, in my hand currently, I have a Dimatap. So oh, right. right. Is that the one that with that green stuff monster that you yeah. see on TV? Is that the is that the correct one? Um, I don't know. I haven't watched TV in ages. About two years? <laughs> Since <you> yeah, <laughs> probably. Last had to. Dakota, watch TV. No, I don't have to. I'm not on the brink anymore. It's, um, it, pretty it's, much. Um, it's, yeah. it's not required. Don't have to talk about current events anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't have to talk about Kevin Bacon. Uh, yeah. Don't have to get angry. Oh, I miss Kevin Bacon. Oh, well, you always talk about Kevin Bacon. That was yeah. a good thing for me to say. I, f- like, I, f- 
you know. I followed him on Instagram when we left. Oh, did you? Did you? What what, what, what yeah. thought about his exploits on uh, Instagram? Is it entertaining? Oh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah? Yeah? I can... Ever liked one of his yeah, posts? Man. I th- I believe I have. Oh, good. Oh, good. I can just I can literally just look it up right now. <laughs> do it literally, literally do it right now. Yeah. Dakota. I want yeah. to the look at I'm, his Instagram. I'm on Instagram. Yeah. All right. Currently, what's Kevin up to? Um. Hold on. Give me I'm, give I'm me holding. a second. You know, we've got all the time in the world. Yeah, right. We're not restricted what's, by Edge Radio guidelines. He's latest... did it for five years, Dakota, until this loads. I mean, God, how slow is your internet? Um. I don't want to wait five years, to be honest. Um, <laughs> That'd be a very boring podcast. Uh, Kevin Bacon, here we go. His last post was three days ago. Oh, Kevin. And he's he's in the snow. He's in the snow. Oh, good on him, yep. We, and he's got, felt good to shake off yesterday just a little <laughs> and to be a part of no, something loving and hopeful. Hashtag right. Woman's March. Hashtag, you know, the, that shits me, the Woman's March thing. <laughs> Oh my god! Because oh, it's like, oh, we we want this, but like we're already getting this, and fucking men apparently can't get this because we're women. Right? Okay. So, I saw a I saw a post like today, and it was all like, oh. We're women, so if there aren't enough seats at a table at a restaurant, we'll demand a seat at a table at a restaurant. I'm like, you can't do that. Not even men can do that. Dakota, Dakota stop. They're women. They're allowed to, okay? Uh- no, that's not, that's not how it works. It's, oh, but Kevin Bacon went to a woman's march, so we respect Kevin because Kevin can do anything, but... Um, this is where you miss, you clearly miss Ben and Dakota get angry because again, for two years, you've got all this bent up anger that you haven't been able to release. Oh my God, you have no idea. Mm, well, please express no more. We, we put a best of last week on the show saying about getting angry and reliving that. So I want to hear what else has been making you angry. We can test the waters here to see if it's worth us bringing this back. <laughs> We're just going to have to talk a bit and see what triggers me. Like. Well, you've triggered it. The women. I mean, more about yeah, the women's march. The you don't like women I marching. Mean, All right, I keep mean, going. I mean, I'm not sexist, but... Um, <laughs> yes. Always you know, a conversation you can't, starter. Buddy... You can't do that. You can't be like, oh, just we're women and we can do whatever we want because we're women. So women can't and do men whatever have, they so, want. Because men have, men have been doing that for years and look what happened. Like, <laughs> so think, hang on, hang on, back up. You can't do so it. Are you saying women can't do what they want or are you saying women can't ask for a seat at a table when it's full? <laughs> I mean, they can do what they want, but they can't, like, just because they're women, they can't break the rules. Like... <laughs> You know? Yeah, well, I mean, look, I, that's a fair enough point. It shouldn't matter if you're a man, a woman, a dog, a cat, a, you know, a Trump supporter. You can do what you want. <laughs> you can't break the rules. That's just naughty. Unless no, you're Kevin Bacon. You, no, you can't do what you want if you're a Trump... You can't do what you want if you're a Trump supporter. <laughs> it's true. Well... I don't agree with that. How, how... how? What are your thoughts on Donald? What's your, your thoughts on the Donald? On the Don? Yeah. I mean, I think he's probably better than Hillary. Oh. Right. Okay. He has he has less of a chance of starting World War Three than Hillary Clinton did. Oh, big call, Dakota Leary, big call. Yeah. Why do you say that? Yeah, because Hillary's all like Hillary's actually obsessed with war, and Donald's just like, ah, oh, I just want to build a bloody wall. That's all I want to do. <laughs> so and think, maybe you think Hillary's maybe obsessed with, with war, with war at the same time, and Donald's just obsessed with war yeah. walls. <laughs> walls yep. versus war. That's 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 my thinking. Okay. Okay. That's my thinking. 
Do yeah. you feel... Here's a question yeah. for you. Oh, good. Had Hillary got elected, do you think there would be all these uh, men's marches right now about men demanding that they can tell people to get the fuck off a table and that they can sit down at a table? No. No? There wouldn't be. Is that because men no. are satisfied with not sitting at the said table? I mean, if men walk into a restaurant and there's no tables, they will go, oh, there's no tables, and go to a different restaurant. <laughs> What if there's only one restaurant open? Then what kind of a place is that? Hobart. You should change hot... You should... I mean, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but, like, okay, maybe you should just get takeaway and go sit at a park somewhere. There's lots of parks in Hobart. I don't know. I'm just it's picturing like this. I'm endless honestly... amounts of parks. I'm honestly picturing this. You're sitting at a nice restaurant. You're having a nice dinner. It's It's going well. It's a cool night. Then some woman walks in and is like, I'm hungry. I want to sit at that table. It's like, oh, sorry, man. There's no room. I'm a woman. You can make room for me. And then it's like, oh, this is exactly what the post was. <laughs> oh, God. Did you, that's, that's, oh. did you reply? Did you express this anger at the post? Or were you waiting like, oh, hang on a minute. No. I'm about to go on an episode of a podcast. I can express my anger. Yes, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Oh, next week, I'm going to take a. I'm going to take a beverage. Next week, next week, we're, we're bringing you. Literally, are taking a beverage right now. I hope it's none of that alcoholic stuff you're talking about before. But next no, week, it's a bit of Coca Cola. We are going to. Uh, we are going to bring back Ben and Dakota. Get angry. So you've got a week to read as many women demanding table posts as <laughs> you need to. Um, I don't know how that's going to work over Skype, but we'll we'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. Again, two years worth of anger to, to deal with. Um, you mentioned, actually, seriously, as much as I joke that you're 15, you'll always be 15 to us, Dakota, but the scary thing is Aww. you legitimately are 18. That is scary. Can I just point that out? That's that's terrifying. I am. What, um, what have you done since you've been 18, Dakota, uh, in, in all letters of the legal sense? Uh, have you broken laws and gone to jail yet? Here's a story. Okay. I went out for my 18th. And, um, yeah, so I went out for my 18th and, uh, we just, we were, you know, bar hopping or whatever you call it. Um, demanding tables at restaurants. Came out of a, came out of a pub, one of the pubs, um, started walking down the road. This guy walks over and he's like, oh, were you mouthing at this? And we're like, nah, mate. <laughs> and then he punched me in the face. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now- I had to get stitches in my face and. Good times. I remember seeing that post on Facebook, and can I be completely honest with you, Dakota, when I say this, and no offence intended, I kind of thought, like, if there's anyone going to get punched in the face for being mouthy, it's going to be Dakota. <laughs> but then I was like, hang on a minute, maybe that's he's innocent. My, that's what every single person I've told the story to said. And I was like, I didn't actually say anything to him. You know, clearly he was a listener to The Brink, and he's like, remember that time you got angry yeah. about shit? <laughs> this is for that. <laughs> no, that was that was when we got angry at the Mercury. He obviously works for the Mercury. I did send one of my former employees after you. Um, you know how awkward that is, actually, oh, going right. back in time and listening to the best of The Brink, when we would constantly <laughs> yell at the Mercury for being shit, and then I got employed by and them. And then, yeah... <laughs> Yeah. And Alice. I did always find Remember that the really Alice? Yeah. Remember waking up with Alice yes. or whatever the fuck it was called? I had to sit next to her, all yes. right? Like, uh, how awkward that was. Oh, that's classic. <laughs> what a classic. 
Nah, it's awesome. What was that that thing called? Mornings with Alice, or what was that? I think, yeah, I think, I don't know. It was some shit, I don't know. Notice never Something to do with Alice, I don't know. You know, they've, they've not done it since, since we brought that up. And you know, I don't know the last time you've been to the Mercury website. Hello to everybody from the Mercury who's not listening to this. But I mean, you can't even click on any news stories now without having to pay for it. Like, I'm all for paying yeah, the journalists. I used to be yeah. one, but make some free. Not everything costs money. Like, uh, God, right? if I'm a woman and I'm like, hey, I want to read that article, make me read it. Do I get to read it for free? <laughs> Yeah, I just want to find out what's, like, happening in the world. I, I got excited like, today, Dakota. Like, there was a, there was a headline. It. it was like, Sue Hickey wants to call the police in on bullies. I'm like, yeah, Sue, I want to read this article. What? And I couldn't because it was costing money. You know what makes no, me angry? mate. <laughs> um, no, I don't. Can you tell me? Coming soon, next week, to the Brinks podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I'm glad you're 18, though. Like, that's good. You can drink and Somewhere. buy smokes yeah. and shit. You haven't been able to vote yet, have you? Or, I mean, you just turned 18 um, after the election? No. I just just missed out, yeah. All right, okay. That's a bit of a shame. I haven't even, haven't even enrolled to vote yet. I should probably oh, do that. Dakota, come on now. Oh. You'll get the Australian Electoral Commission after you, and you know how evil they can be. No, I don't yet. Well, you will find out. <laughs> yeah. Now I that you're 18. So. And you can drive now too. You're 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 a pea plater. Is that true? I can. Wow, that's scary. Apparently, yeah. I was overseas when you posted that, and I wanted to stay there for the rest of my life. But um, <laughs> I I thankfully haven't run into you literally yet. Uh, how are you finding driving? Is that is that yeah. getting punched in the face oh, constantly as well? No, no, I love driving. It's you great. love driving. Um, it's it's other drivers that are idiots. Yeah, that's true. It's always other drivers. Drive. I mean, you're another driver um, to me, so you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, parking's annoying. But parking's annoying. Yep, yep. So you just don't park. You just yeah. just park in the middle of the road. That's what you do. Um, no, I'm a woman. I deserve a parking spot. Just move over. <laughs> much, Is that yeah. what you can play the card? I'm a woman. I need to march. Move. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's uh, what they're doing though. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say hello to all our female listeners. Um, it was fun having you on board this reboot, and uh, sorry that we've lost yeah, you no, so I, quickly. Like, I'm not sexist. I like females, um, <laughs> but um, that's going to come back to bite me as well. Um, <laughs> that's making the best of. Um, I'm not sexist. I like females. Just, yeah, it's just because you're female. Don't go bloody claiming shit. Like, <laughs> I don't do it. I don't. I don't claim stuff. <laughs> I really want one day for you to run for political office. Just because you're a woman, don't claim shit. <laughs> That's your platform that you'd run on. <laughs> they do do that, though. Come on. They, they, they're just like, oh, I'm a woman, and give me, so give me this. Like, <laughs> oh. It's not equal rights. It's like, buddy. It's, 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 it's swaying going, like, more it's the swinging. other way. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's a valid point. That's I. Well, they try. That's what they're trying to do anyway. So you you feel that they're trying to basically say we need more rights now because we didn't get a seat at that table. Well, I mean that's exactly what they're doing. (laughs) It start. It started as like, oh, we want rights because we're not getting paid enough or whatever like that. But now they're like, oh, we want a fucking table at a seat at a restaurant. (laughs) even though people are already there yes. so, eating so, their food. So the moral of the story is if you are female and you want a seat at a table to eat food because you're a woman, as Dakota suggested earlier, just get takeaway. 
Is that is that your? I mean, if there's a seat available, <laughs> sit in the seat. At a stranger's if there's not table. A seat available, like if you're in a party of five there and there's six seat, seats. Okay, if there's a table available. Okay, all right, all right. Sit at the table. Right. If there's no table available, don't complain about it. <laughs> Just do something else. Go next door and try them. And if not, go to Macca's. Exactly. Because they've always got a table available yes. at Macca's. Well, actually, they don't. <laughs> it depends on the Macca's you go to. Um, <laughs> that's that's one of the most annoying things ever when you go to Macca's. And there's no table. There's no seats. Well, again, if you're a woman, you Especially get one, when you're you? like... When you're hungover or something, like, <laughs> and you just want to sit down and eat your Maccas. Listen to you, you being so grown up There's talking no about hangovers. Like, listen to you. all the damn men have the tables. God <laughs> damn them. Those men, bastards. All men are bastards. Yeah. You know, they... Taking all the tables. <laughs> That's all they do. They walk in, take a table. I'm a man. Yeah. I have a penis. Take Give a me table. a table. And yeah. then... How dare they sit down and eat? How dare they? I know. It's disgusting. Bastards. It makes me sick. Yep. Yeah. Sick to my stomach. I'm going to go march yes. about it, Dakota. I'm going to start a march. Okay. You'll men be against one, men sitting at tables. That's my march. If Kevin, yeah. if it was okay for Kevin Bacon, <laughs> oh, it's okay I, for me. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's my life's right. motto. If it's okay for you Kevin Bacon, for it. it's okay you go for, for me. It. I will. I yeah. will go for it. I will. Yeah, cool. You know I will. That's right. that's how I roll. Again, they see me roll and they're hating. That's, that's, um... um that's about that. Um, yeah. I think we need cool. to try and do this regularly because I think we need a Ben and Dakota regularly get angry segment. And I, and I, I miss singing with you. We need to forget some more lyrics at some point. Yeah. Uh, how's it going to work over Skype? It's going to be really interesting. Hey, Josh and I used to do it over Skype. We managed it. I'm sure you and I can work it out. You just need to think of songs. Oh, classic Josh. Classic Josh. All right. You know, All right. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's, how we, that's how we do it. Um, so... You've got seven days yeah. to think of some songs. I'm sure you can manage that. It's been two years since it was sung. There's been a few released in the last uh, two years. So, Oh, have there? Well, I oh, think yeah. so. I I'm assuming I probably, music's been released in two I've years. I don't think I've listened to like, any of them. But So you haven't watched TV, you haven't listened to music, and you haven't been letting women sit at your not, table at restaurants. Okay. Not, no, 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 no. That's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> that's, now you're putting words into my mouth. Um, don't misquote me. I'm Dakota Leary. I haven't watched much TV. <laughs> I haven't listened to new music. Right. And I do let women sit on my table. Okay. I mean, as long as I'm friends with them. I don't let strangers sit at my table. That's a bit weird. What if it was Jennifer Lawrence? And it's just like a bar, because that's kind of the point. Mm. But Right. Again, Jennifer Lawrence, is she still the flavour of the month, or have you moved on from her? Um, I think everyone's kind of moved off Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> She's one of these women demanding no a seat really at the table. Anymore, yeah. <laughs> No, no one really cares about her anymore. Like, so who do you care about now? Who's... When has Jennifer Lawrence been in the media lately? Like, well, ever since the for... fappening, she hasn't been there at all. Like, <laughs> the fappening. Why weren't we on air for the fappening? Uh, why weren't we? I know, right? Yeah, because I you're... think that was like just before we. I don't know. Yeah, that's why we went off air because we knew we Dakota couldn't get, speak we, about we it properly. <laughs> came together or something. Literally, that's why it was called the fappening. Um, Dakota, we will bring you back on next week. <laughs> Jeez, um, probably uh, if we don't get cancelled. But um, oh, is, is it over already? Yeah. Well, I mean, we can again. We can keep talking for five years if you really want to. But I'm sure you've got shit to do, and I've probably got shit to do. And you know, there might be a table that needs requesting or something like that. So, I mean, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, right. Cool. You know, I mean, I'll go request some tables and let you know how yeah, I go. You do that and enjoy your um your demazin or whatever the drugs were that you were taking or um yeah, 
I'm sure I'm sure we look forward to hearing from you next week. So uh, it was fun to have you back and uh, enjoy enjoy getting punched in the face. Um, yeah, thanks. Break Unleashed 6 is now available for you to enjoy and watch via our YouTube channel. We shared it on our social media throughout the week. And we know that you love it and enjoy it. And in case you were wondering what is in store for you, should you watch it? We thought we'd play you a little bit of clip of the film for you now. And no, this has got nothing to do with any trailers. This one is entirely audio based off a scene from the actual movie. Now, this was me in Salt Lake City with a former Survivor contestant, Nalia Nilsson, talking about the prospects of cooking some food that night and some that involved quite a disgusting American food that they really do like a lot of. We are traveling. This is Morgan in the back. Say, say good day, Morgan. <laughs> Hello. She's tired. Drinking Coke Slurpees. Drinking Coke Slurpees, and you can see that in the background there, hauling the the Marquesas corn dogs stand. And um, Ben's about to see how it's done. Now I'm not working. No. I'm observing, Mr. Obama. If you're watching, do not deport me. Uh, even though I'm going to be going home in like ten days anyway. So, you know. We're just going to show a typical day in the life of Nalia's corndog truck. Exactly. So all the people who have been wondering what has Nalia been up to since Survivor. I just drink Coke Slurpees and dip corndogs. Dip corndogs. Hang out with Aussies. Aussies and buy a lot of pickles. Yeah. I don't know if you can see. <laughs> yeah. As an Australian, that's cray cray. But he's going to try a fried pickle tonight. I've slid on my butt today in a to not a toboggan, a sled and um, being decked out in Utah gear. I've eaten burgers that were like big as my head. I've used the fanciest bathroom I've used in my life. So what's next? You made snow angels. Snow angels. And now we're going to eat pickles. Fried pickles. And corn dogs. And corn dogs. Now the last time on the Brink Unleashed you saw me eat a pickle and I nearly barfed it up. You'd like swallow it, but then give me the rest if you're not going to eat it. You're going to swallow it because it's rude if you don't eat my food. <laughs> You're going to deep fry this sucker and hopefully it will stay down this time. <laughs> Keep this as a bucket just in case. It's... Do it in the background so you don't see your customers like, oh, what's he eating? <laughs> oh, nothing. Something from our competitors he's, next door. He's Aussie, just ignore him. <laughs> That's your excuse for everything. He's from Australia. He's Australian. He's Australian. <laughs> Yeah, so um, that's what we're doing. We're gonna go do that, and uh, he's gonna have the time of his life. Typical Saturday in Salt Lake City. Just remember, kids, that pickles are disgusting, and no one should ever have to eat them. Sorry, America, but it's really, really not a good thing to eat. So, uh, yes, Brink Unleashed Six available online right now. Check it out because you won't be disappointed. <laughs> Time to bring you another classic live performance from the history of our program. We've already played a live track from this guy in the past when he came on our show and did a song about us celebrating our 200th episode at the time. A uh, 300th episode, I stand corrected. Apologies. Uh, Adam Cousins, I do speak of. Of course, one of our very dear friends from the program was our most common guest for quite a large portion of our history. Was overtaken towards the end, but still was uh, part of the furniture, essentially, at the brink. And 
and uh, wanted to play another live version of a song that he would come in and play quite often. This is Free Flowing Footsteps. He performed this song a couple of times, actually, on the show, but this is uh, 2010's version of Free Flowing Footsteps. Sit back, listen. Adam Cousins, Free Flowing Footsteps from 2010 here on The Brink. Steps that led back through the valley of cold, dark alleys where a picture is hanging of a familiar mountain. As I climb to its summit, I smell the wild blossoms in the treehouse of my childhood. And we lay in the moonlight on the wind swept wide beaches where the phosphorescent waters. Lights the outlines of our features With fingers touching faces Underneath a heavy sky And there's a staircase winding With my footsteps softly trotting To a church bell that is howling In a forgotten steeple On the dark, dark hillside Where the crooked trees move slowly And the dry grass whispers And the stars shine so brightly And the willow bends lowly To gently kiss the flowers on the tombstone of a memory That is fading in the hour With fingers touching faces Underneath a heavy sky And then the sun starts its hiding behind a familiar mountain As I stumble from its summit I see a picture on a signpost of a familiar alley I collect up those puddles that lead back through the valley My home is in the valley I'm a free-flowing footsteps Won't you lead me home? Flowing first steals, won't you lead me home? Steps. I'm a 
free flowing foot steals want to lead me home. As we mentioned already on this episode, it's time to bring back some people from the past. Back from when The Brink was on air and we were the fourth most popular breakfast radio show in all of Hobart. But uh, one person that we always enjoyed having on as a Tuesday co-host and also you know his voice and love his voice from such projects as Survivor Oz and the Van Diemen's League commentary. I do, of course, speak of the one, the only Mr. Paul Luttrell. Paul, welcome back. It's good to have you back here on The Brink. Yeah, great to be back. It's 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 I, been too long, two years to be precise. Can you believe it's been two years, pretty much to the day since um, we got the flick? Well, not really. We we left, but it's been nearly two years. Yeah, it's it's gone quickly, but uh, I guess yeah, lots happened since then. Mm, uh, just just a bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. a wide variety of things. Uh, I checked in when we had Dakota on before. We we do you miss Dakota? Is that a stupid question to ask you? Do I miss Dakota? Yeah. Does anyone ever utter oh, those words? <laughs> Uh, of course I miss Dakota. And uh, that 15-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Again, ignoring the fact that he can now legally drink alcohol and drive a car. You haven't had any random crashes lately and just seen some 15-year-old running from the scene at all. Oh, no. No. No, I haven't. But um, I'm just any day now. Any day, but- yes. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, it's it's a fascinating thing. It's been two years again. I mean, what have what have you been doing with yourself? Uh, I asked this to Dakota. He gave some sarcastic, stupid answer as he would. But you know, you you've been doing serious things. You're a grown up, Paul. You've been doing actual life things. Yeah, I guess I guess you could say that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I've gone back to uni, uh, doing a new degree, I guess, and um, trying to become a teacher. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, also, taken up running again. Yes. Got myself back into shape. Um, started a new band that's a little bit more relaxed and fun and stuff like that. So I guess just, uh, yeah, I don't know, just a complete kind of lifestyle change, I guess. And what's more stressful, running, um, starting a band or becoming a teacher? Oh, I think that becoming a teacher at times with, yeah, just uni in general, I think there can be times where it's really, really stressful, that kind of pointy end of the semester when all the assignments are due and then you've got your uh, exams coming up and things like that. That can be pretty stressful. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to say that. Running okay. is running's not really stressful at all. Um, you just run. It's pretty relaxed. Pretty relaxing, yeah. I mean, it can be pretty hard at times, but I mean, it's it's you, you're always you're choosing to do it, so it's it's fine. Being in a band, stressful in a different way, but I mean, you can always just say you know, it's my hobby; it doesn't matter. So yeah, yeah, just just like everything in my life, just a hobby, nothing matters. So it's just you know, <laughs> yeah, just just plugging along. I hit record. Oh, I'm going to talk about something this week. No, not really. Um, I mean, you you ran a half marathon, I believe, recently. Now, uh, if my mathematics are correct, so that's what like 21 kilometers. Is that a half marathon? Yeah, 21.0975. It's right. a, bit, a bit of a strange distance, that one. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it went reasonably well. I was hoping to run a little bit quicker, but I just I, I don't quite have the, uh, the endurance that a lot of other people who I'm kind of pretty similar with in terms of speed around the 5K kind of distance, mm-hmm. but they tend to uh, beat me by a bit over the half marathon. Now, I, I know nothing about running except what it's like to run away from bullies at school. Like, seriously, I have no idea what the hell it involves except <laughs> yeah. running. But, I mean, 
21 kilometres, that's a fairly lengthy run. Um, that's what, from like Glenorchy to Kingston, perhaps, or something along those lines. Yeah. I, I mean, do, do you, how how do you work that out in terms of like, you just mentioned, say, like about the 5K point and things like that. Do you have a training method where you basically go, okay, at this distance, I've got to put on a bit of extra speed, like, oh, you know, come this point, I've got to save a bit of endurance to go, or does it kind of depend on the race conditions and who you're up against? Um, I, well, I'm not like an elite or anything. So I guess I'm not really like racing against the the front pack and you're just trying to stay with the pack or whatever. I think it's more when you're kind of, you know, a bit further back down the field, it becomes more about your individual performance. So I guess I, I, I think it's mainly about just staying relaxed. I mean, um, doing long runs and things like that. I, I run further than the distance, but I don't run it as as fast a pace right so it's about just trying to find that pace that you feel comfortable at um that's comfortably hard i guess you want to say for a half marathon that works yeah so you can feel you're getting to kind of like a threshold essentially where if you go a little bit faster than this you're going to be working just that little bit too hard and you're probably going to blow up later on so i think it's about just finding that nice kind of balance um, but then in the, this particular race, there were kind of hills in the last three kilometres, so that kind of threw everything out the window. As soon as I got to those hills, it was just my calculations were way off and, yeah, kind of blew up a little bit. But um, So it's not a simple case of just running. Like, seriously, somebody like me, no, just I, run, mate. Just there's, run. No, you've, there's strategy involved. Yeah, there's there's a lot of science that goes into to running and, and whatever, I guess. Um, but, yeah, simply just running, that's kind of the strategy of the – the idiots that run off at the start at Me. 100 metre race pace <laughs> in a marathon and then you see them walking a kilometre later. That's me. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to win this race. No, I'm not. There are people that do that every single time and you just think, oh, what are you doing to yourself? So Surely you learn from these things, but you would think. Yeah, some people don't. You know, it's fascinating. I, I was recently uh, in Colorado and we went to the US Olympic Training Centre and the tool, basically, they showed us a whole bunch of things. And one of the, the technology bits that they had was they had sort of like a 100-metre track, but it all had sensors in it. So, you know, they would, you know, same Bolt hypothetically does 100 metres, I don't know, in 50 steps. But everybody else averages 55 steps. So, like, they're trying to basically work out where they can gain those five steps. And, I mean, I don't think you could really do that in a marathon. I mean, where can you run 21? I mean, unless you're on a treadmill or something like that. I'm guessing endurance running is, as you were sort of explaining, a lot more of a strategic and scientific aspect than 100 metres where essentially you've just got to be able to run from point A to point B in less than nine point whatever seconds and in as little steps as you can do. Yeah, I think with with um, marathon, it's more more about uh, in terms of like steps and things like that. It's more about cadence. You'd want to have, um, I think, the ideal number of steps is kind of like 180 steps per minute. Right. A lot of, a lot of people who are you know amateurs and whatever have a really low cadence of like 150, so they kind of like bound, and that's essentially just like wasted energy because you're going up and down a lot when you do that. But if you have like 180 steps per minute, you're generally you're turning your legs over really quickly, but you're not wasting any energy by going up and down. You're essentially just, you're almost on rails kind of thing. So is the goal now for you to run a full marathon? Have you ever run a full marathon before? No, I haven't. Um, probably not yet. I probably, I mean, the half marathon was kind of just... 
I wanted to do it just because uh, there aren't really that many half marathons um, in Tasmania. But now I'm kind of going to run on the track and do a few like 3K and 5K races for the rest of like summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the marathon, I don't know, I, to me it's more about I'd, I'd rather just try and get faster at the at the shorter distances before I actually just stepped up the distance and stuff. Right. Okay. I've always had this weird thing that I've always said, like, one day on the bucket list, I'm going to run a marathon. But um, considering yeah. I'm about as fit as an elephant, um, probably not going to happen anytime soon. But for someone like myself, you know, um, I guess, my body size and stature, I mean... At what point do you think I need to wake up, stop eating McDonald's every day and basically go, Ben, if I want to do a marathon, I might perhaps need to start training? Um, I don't know. I, I think there have probably been people who are far less fit than you that have uh, decided they were going to do a marathon. Can I meet and, them? <laughs> but, yeah, I think the thing with, like, marathon and, and, and things like that is, you. I mean, you're only really competing against yourself for, unless you're an elite and you're racing to win. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't matter how fast you do it, I guess. you just got to get to the end. Now, this was the Cabri Half Marathon. Now, did you get, like, a block of Cabris at the end, or is that kind of defeat the we purpose? We did. Oh, you did? Wow. We did, yeah. Got a nice block of Cabri Dairy Milk and, and some white chocolate as well, oh. which I just tossed away. You don't like the white chocolate? No, not really. Well, but, yeah, there was, a, there was a goodie bag essentially given to us at the end. I mean, that, yeah. it kind of defeats the purpose, does it not? Like, yeah. I mean, if it was like the, I don't know, the Powerade half marathon, you know, have a bottle of Powerade, <laughs> that, that's fine. But, like, Cadbury's, you know, I mean, does that mean that in all these other sporting competitions like the Australian cricket team I see is sponsored by VB? So, hey, if you win the one-day series, have a keg of beer. Like, I mean, does it not defeat the purpose of what you've just achieved? Yeah, well, I guess lots of people would say that they run so that they can eat the Cadbury chocolate okay. kind of thing. It's, right. It's, I mean, you know, you burn off the energy and then you replace it, I guess. But, yeah, it does seem a little bit of um, contradictory, I guess. I think perhaps we need to become like Smyrn off the brink so that you get a bottle of vodka at the end if you survive listening to this <laughs> shit and then you just get drunk and forget it ever happened. So Yeah, or maybe you get it at the start. Yeah, then, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Please do not listen to this episode without being completely pissed. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, what, look, look, we can sit here forever talking about two years of your life. I mean, everything happens. But, um, you know, uh, we used to talk about a wide variety of topics. Dakota's already uh, brought up the lovely topics of uh, women's marches and things like that. We're not touching that one again. But yeah. um, you're you're a, you're an opinionated man, Paul. Donald Trump. Just let's let's just why not? Everyone else is talking about. It. I swear I can't go two seconds being on social media without somebody saying something about this parent person I've never heard of. Apparently leading the country of America. Um, just <laughs> Donald Trump. You know, go on. Give us your thoughts. Why not? Oh, where where to start? Um, <laughs> well, he's a demagogue. <laughs> Obviously, he kind of appeals to basically the worst instincts in people and exploits them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's not really – I don't think the saddest thing is that he's a person that exists. I think <laughs> the saddest thing is that he's a person that the majority of voters in, or people that voted in America decided this is, this is the type of person that we want to lead our country, I guess. So that's – that was the I, I can I was watching the election and just um, 
yeah, seeing it happen, and, and personally, I was just like, "What the what the fuck is happening? How could this happen?" <laughs> I was in America but, when it happened, and trust me, everybody was saying that the next day. So, yeah, and I was yeah. in Tennessee, a state that majority voted for the guy. So even they're saying, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah, I think yeah, it was just ridiculous. Uh, and I bring it back to like a Survivor, but what listening to a Survivor. Um, podcast and hearing nick Majorano, i think is that his name like, he was in one of he was in one of the recent seasons yep i think i know you're talking that, about but yep keep going <laughs> yeah and he was saying that uh this was just before the election and he was and but i listened to it after the election and he was saying that he wasn't going to vote because he doesn't want to vote for hillary because she's crooked and she doesn't want to vote and he doesn't want to vote for donald trump because he's a liar or whatever and i just thought what are you talking about? They're not the same. It's mm. not a, an equivalent thing. You need to look into this and you need to look at their policies and decide who you want leading your country and to putting these policies into place. You need to vote based on that. And it just, that to me just summed up the whole thing. That Yeah. Um, it's, it's almost like the election's kind of like a popularity contest and, you know, you don't want to award someone who you don't like with the prize of being the leader of a country. But it's not that. It's this is there. Uh, this affects a lot of people beyond just who you vote for. I guess it's. I mean, it was fascinating to be there and talk to people about it because um, one, they were fascinated by the fact that we have to. You know, it's law. You have to vote in Australia. It's like really. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so weird. Why do you have to do that? And it's like. Uh, because it's law and it's probably a good thing. Um, and yeah, it, and well, it prevents. Yeah, it prevents basically parties like the Republicans from putting legislation in place that actually makes it harder for people to vote mm. African Americans. Um, yeah, so I think that that at least we do away with that. At least, I mean, obviously there are downsides to having compulsory voting because people just vote for whoever they've seen on true, true. the billboards the most and whatever. But I think I think that that kind of outweighs the the negative side. Yeah, I think that compulsory voting is much better. And I mean, the other thing too, it's like I mean, without turning this completely political, but uh, I guess. I personally didn't realise how much Hillary Clinton divided a lot of Americans until I was there and also being involved with Americans in the lead-up to it. You know, it's kind of like, from an outsider's perspective, it's like, oh, Hillary will win that easily. You know, she was married to a, I guess, respected president. Uh, she's going to be the first female, you know, proper candidate, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, yeah, there was so much negativity, but I think it really... So many of these people who, as you were saying, were like, oh, I'm not going to vote because I don't like either of them or blah, 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 blah. I think so many of them right now are the ones who are saying, oh, shit, should have, uh, you know, because I might not have liked Hillary and what she stood for, but now we've gotten a game show host. So... <laughs> exactly. But what is it? They they said they don't like her for what she stood for. Everything that she stands for is it's, in their best interest. Apparently, I mean, there's, a, there's a lot of deep, you know, the email saga and just stuff to Which do with the Clinton. Came to nothing. It's. I mean, it was just. Yeah. It was such an interesting, you know, discussion point with all these things that would come up about her and. Um, yeah. I mean, there's just so much there. It's 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 just it's a strange thing. I mean. 
and and I don't. A lot of people would say, "Oh, you know, it's because she was a woman." I don't even think it really came down to the fact that she was a woman. I mean, I I admittedly did interview uh, these people on election day who were very stereotypical Republican redneck who honestly made me feel uncomfortable. They were racist. They were sexist. It was it was a very uncomfortable interview. But for the most part, when you talk to people about Hillary Clinton, I I would talk to women about Hillary Clinton, and they wouldn't vote for her for reasons. And again, it had nothing to do with her agenda. Um, yeah, I, I so. think it's yeah, it's more complex than that. I think there's probably like a small little minority of people who would say, "Yeah, I'm not going to vote for like the people you interviewed." Of course, of were course, just absolutely. But I think it's I think more to do with there are lots of people who wouldn't vote for her because she's a Democrat. Mm. There are lots of people who wouldn't vote for her just simply because she allows she advocates for abortion um, and and everything that comes with being a Democrat or a liberal, essentially. Um, which is, you know, there. I think there are definitely people in America who are just so fundamentally right-wing that they were just out of principle. They would never vote for anyone who um, basically didn't have the same beliefs that they did. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's necessarily because she's a woman. I don't even think that that, that, that didn't even play as big of a part in the election that I thought it would. Yeah. I thought that that got really downplayed, that this was going to be the first female president. I thought it was almost people just kind of accepted it as if, yeah, this is it's not really that big of a deal. She's going to become president. It's, um, but, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, it was just really upsetting to to see on election day. Um, and then to see that the figures is like 46% of eligible voters didn't vote. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. Don't you miss us being on air and being able to talk about this every morning, you know? Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it's it's kind of nice to be able to kind of air your opinions on things and rather than just it. bottling them up. Yep, yep. That's, that's yeah. what we're here for. This is what The Brink does, you know? I mean, if you're listening to this, one of our three listeners out there, we can actually see now because we can see the statistics. Um, but, you know, send us a message. Hey, I want to express my opinions. I like this poor guy. He talks like I do. Um, yeah. we can get you on, perhaps. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we might do this regularly. It all depends on life situations and all that sort of stuff. But uh, we can come up with other topics that have happened in the last two years that we can finally express our opinions. There was an Australian election last year. I swear everyone forgets that we had our own yeah. election last year. And so many of the people who are complaining about, <laughs> oh, Donald Trump, how could you elect him? These are the same people that elected the bloody Liberal Party. <laughs> yes. And- well, we have had two prime ministers since we last were on air, haven't we? Because um, Abbott was our PM when we left and um, yeah. that happened. <laughs> so, yeah. hello to, to Malcolm. So glad to see him kind of out of the, the news. He was our Donald Trump, wasn't he? Like, that was the next oh, day. Like, I, I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> I think he was our George Bush, our George oh, W. Bush. Good call. He's a bit of a buffoon, but he wasn't quite the clown that... Donald Trump is. I mean, Donald Trump's just a preposterous kind of person. This is uh, just at, at the point of farce, I think. Bush was the, the Donald- crazy uncle that you kind of said really stupid things and was a bit dumb, but at the end of the day, you could probably sit down and have a nice, funny conversation with the guy and he'd give you a cool Christmas present. And Donald Trump would just, you know, kick you out of a room and call you fat or something. <laughs> yeah, he was, I mean, George W. Bush had at least been groomed mm-hmm. to be kind of president. He kind of did what was kind of expected. He was an idiot, but he kind of acted and behaved kind of in the way that you would expect a politician to behave. Whereas Donald Trump is just, he's, I don't know, just um, 
a big ball of offensiveness. <laughs> that I don't know. I think uh, Bill Maher kind of described him as the id, which is Freud's id is just like this um, impulse. It's kind of like, oh, I need this now. I need that. Oh, oh kind mm-hmm. of thing. Just craves attention and, and craves, I don't know, just um, instant gratification. You can see it just in, in his tweets and things like that. Can't help himself. Always has to bite back. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that if he's listening to this episode, we'll get a tweet. Um, but, hey, we'll take it yeah. if we get a tweet from the President of the United States. Um, <laughs> he probably will. I think he's got He's got people everywhere. He's got a radar there. out there. Ding, 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 ding. People are talking about me. Listen to it. Uh, Paul, this is fun. We'll get you on again. Of course we will. And uh, we've got plenty more to cover and talk about. But, um, yes, this has been a lot of fun. And thank you for your time on this week's episode. Yeah, no problem. We love to bring you the fun and goodness of interesting news, and I fire press a button right now. You know that we're getting into Wow, This Is News, the former segment that we used to call Fail or No Fail, but now apparently it just comes of us bringing you funny news stories. Uh, this week's edition gets brought to you by the Huffington Post. Thank you to everybody over at the Huffington Post for providing us with some interesting and funny news. We are going to the place that we seem to go to the most, and that is America. And no, this is not about Donald Trump. That story is coming your way very, very soon. But uh, this one's about a truck driver who lost his marbles, quite literally, a driver in Indianapolis last week, uh, was driving a truck, funnily enough, that's what drivers generally do, carrying 38,000 pounds of marbles, uh, lost its trailer, and the entire contents were completely spilled across the highway and shoulder near a place called Pendleton Pike. Now, there were no injuries that were reported, but this uh, truck of marbles, our blue, brought colour to a very bleak winter's day. And the best bit, of course, came from a uh, sergeant from the Indiana, Indiana sorry, State Police. Uh, his name was John Perrine, tweeted a photo of the incident And this is exactly what the tweet said. Hashtag breaking. A truck driver has lost his marbles. Literally, 38,000 pounds of them on I-465SB at the 41mm. So, (laughs) apparently it remained closed for several hours. And uh, lots of people took photos. Now, I I mean, this begs a lot of questions. Um, Why are you driving a truck filled with marbles? Um, I guess marbles have to get delivered too. Um, but I mean, that, that, that driver, um, you know, no, no mention of his name or anything along those lines, but he can use that pun for a very long time. I literally lost my marbles once. Um, but, uh, yeah, even trucks carrying marbles can lose their load. So there you go. Um, all right, let's, uh, keep it in America, sort of, uh, Donald Trump. He seems to be a topic of conversation in this subject every single week now that he's a U.S. president. And, uh, somebody has created a Twitter account of a, uh, half an onion. And basically they're trying to make it so that this onion on Twitter or half an onion can get more Twitter followers than the real Donald Trump himself. So the account, if you are out there and you want to follow it, is called Half Onion in a Bag and simply features a photo of a yellow onion half in a plastic bag. That's really 
all you need to know because it's true. Uh, and its goal is simple. It is to get more followers than real Donald Trump. That is Donald Trump's handle in case you didn't know. Uh, apparently, Donald Trump has 21.8 million followers, whilst um, right up until about the 20th of January, the half onion in a bag had only 20, uh, sorry, 216,000. Uh, there is, however, a, uh, a, a calculation going out there that if it continues to attract followers at its current rate, it should be ahead of Donald Trump by the 18th of April 2018. So still a little bit of a long time to go there. Uh, but alongside just simply being a Twitter account that says, can we get more than Donald Trump? It does post things. So if you're thinking about, well, I don't want to follow half an onion in a bag because what could that possibly offer me when I look through my Twitter newsfeed? However, it uh, is posting satirical pictures. Uh, so one of the pictures here that it's posted is a picture of itself on a shelf uh, next to a bunch of other jars uh, in a cabinet, funnily enough, to which it says, still a better cabinet than real Donald Trump's. Also then a picture of uh, one of Donald Trump's sons, Eric, a little awkward smiling faces that he does. And the Half an Onion Twitter account says, Eric Trump always trying to look like he accidentally bit into a whole raw onion and is trying to act like he meant to do it and it actually tastes good. Uh, all right. Uh, and also tweeted out, in the process of writing my first book, Half an Onion in a Bag, The Art of the Mule. And other people have joined on. There was a tweet uh, here of uh, Jamie Stahl posting a picture of somebody grating an onion uh, where it says, make America great again. Uh, so, <laughs> funny, I get it. And uh, the person who created this Twitter account has not been identified, but apparently did an interview with CNET.com saying that it is uh, an attempt to add a new flavour to the current political climate, going on to say, I wanted to make some noise and make some people laugh in the process because I think we're going to all need a good dose of humour to get through this. There you go. Follow half onion in a bag. You know you want to. Uh, if you are heading overseas soon and maybe going to the United Arab Emirates, going to Dubai, uh, happen to see a fire, then you might see a bit of a surprise because apparently now over in Dubai, they've introduced a new system called Dolphin where jet skis and water-powered jetpacks will be used to fight fires. Now, a video that was released by the Dubai Civil Defense shows a firefighter equipped with a water-powered jetpack saw high above a burning vehicle on an unidentified causeway. Once in position, he's able to quickly and efficiently extinguish the fire. Now, they've apparently hired a New Zealand company, didn't even know New Zealand knew how to produce things such as jetpacks and jet skis, uh, called Martin Aircraft, or as they would say in New Zealand, Martin Aircraft, to develop the system. And according to Digital Trends, the city currently has 20 jetpacks paying about $35,000 for each of them. So, uh, there you go, the future of firefighting, jetpacks, James Bond style. Why the hell not? Uh, now, we brought you on last week a story about a severed pig's head outside a Burger King in Wales. Well, it seems that Wales is the home for weird and wacky things to do with food and restaurants. Uh, and currently there are people in South Wales, not New South Wales, this is the old South Wales, uh, of a man dressed in a beer bottle who robbed two pizzas. Now, the pic was taken on New Year's Day at a Papa John's Pizza in Barry, South Wales. If I'm not mistaken, that might be where Julia Gillard was from, perhaps. Not too sure. Maybe this is Julia going back home. Uh, apparently, the unidentified pizza thief went into a staff-only area, grabbed two pizzas without paying, and uh, according to that, they're still on the hunt for him. Uh, the Huffington Post says, Luckily, it doesn't look like he took any dough. 
It was a Heineken bottle for those uh, wanting to know what type of beer it was. And uh, there are people who may have seen this uh, robber have been asked to contact the South Wales Police by dialing 101, which is a non-emergency number only good in the UK, and referencing case number 170001089. So if you're listening to us in Wales and you know this man, then uh, there you go, call him through. Now, the last one I want to bring you today, uh, this very interesting article, which sort of led me to watching one of the most annoying videos I've ever seen in my life. Uh, 10 disgusting things found in fast food. Now, this was done by a YouTuber called Matthew Santoro, who uh, says, according to his description, is YouTube's biggest fact and list personality. I would probably go out there and say he's also YouTube's most annoying and unfunny personality because having to sit through 12 minutes of this video to bring you these facts was torture in itself. Seriously, this guy is not funny. How he has 5 million subscribers, I have no effing idea. But uh, these are the 10 things that apparently legitimately have been found in fast food. And can I point out, not all of these are fast food. Some of these are simply products that you buy in the supermarket. To me, it doesn't classify as fast food but um in no particular order according to this video so there was a tongue found uh, sorry a tongue eating parasite found in a can of tuna in england uh, a finger in a sandwich at an arby's restaurant in michigan uh, a condom in clam chowder found at a mccormick and schmick's restaurant in california apparently to make that even grosser folks it was a used condom um there was a mouse found in the loaf of bread in england Definitely not fast food there, but uh, still kind of gross. And it was bought from an online grocery store. Maybe that's why you don't buy stuff from online grocery stores. Online shopping is fine, but really from an online... I don't get that. Uh, razor blade found in a burger at a Cracker Barrel in South Carolina. A bandage in a Pizza Hut pizza in New Jersey. There were actual nails found in a tub of mac and cheese. Uh, a used tampon in a steak at the Bull and Bear restaurant in New York City. That's up there with that condom one. Uh, knives in Subway. Apparently that's happened more than once. Um, and bullets in a hot dog at a Costco in California. So uh, I just made that easier for you. So you don't have to watch that guy's video. But these are apparently legitimate cases where things are being found in food so that's kind of gross and i'm sure next time you go and buy something that you haven't cooked yourself you'll probably be looking uh in there quite closely uh i guess if you really want to find out more about the stories behind those things and watch the guy's video but uh don't say i didn't warn you uh there you go wow this is news you've been wowed for another episode um played out music and you'll hear more of that news no doubt same time same place next week Okie dokie karaoke, not quite the forget the lyrics segment, but we're going into this segment. Back. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the show, it has been two years since we were off the air on Edge Radio, and uh, a lot has happened since, obviously. You heard that a little bit from Paul and Dakota throughout this episode, but um, I thought it was poignant and a good moment to bring back the final moments in the history of our show in 2015 when we pressed the button for the last time in Edge Radio. How did it end? How did we close it off? Well, that is this week's flashback. Here are the closing moments from 2015, the last ever episode of The Brink on Edge Radio. Let's go back in time and listen to that. It is The Brink on Edge Radio. We're slightly over, but it's our last show. We're about to close it up. I will throw to Elise Archer, though, straight away. We've come back into the studio, but Elise, you've got to depart. And 
I have, and, and I just wanted to say it won't be the same without you, Ben. 11 years on air, I don't think uh, most other announcers last that long on the one show, so congratulations well, on, a, on a mammoth effort. I um, will have to, as I said to everybody else, when it comes to interviewing you now, it might be a bit more serious, so please take me seriously, I please. know. Do you know which <laughs> section you're going to be reporting in? You know how they have different uh, reporters for different things. If I they don't put you know. in politics, we're all going to die. <laughs> you're all going to just laugh. <laughs> like, no, no, I don't trust you're going to ask ask me anything and like they're kind of like to the worst stories ever i'm just a bit worried the first article is going to be on scrunching and all folding yeah. <laughs> archer scrunches exclusive right now but uh thank you for all your i mean i remember when we first got you back in in 2010 when you were just campaigning and then obviously you were elected and then re-elected and we've had you on plenty of times since you've been through it all with me ben yes we've been there from that point onwards and uh as the only actually no i don't want to say the only tasmanian mp that i know is a Carlton because there were some before. I don't know if they're still in Parliament. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Rockliffe also goes for Carlton, and I know that because we're the only two in our team. <laughs> I think Brian, Brian Whiteman did, but he's no longer... Um, <laughs> I, I'm I, not sure. I think I'm he might have. sure. Mm. There's a fair few... Collingwood. Well, David O'Byrne used to always tweet yeah, off and whenever, yeah, yeah anyway. Yeah. But, um, well, they used to tragically come into the house with a Collingwood scarf on if they made a final. Isn't that, like, sacrilegious to the well, crown? Well, you know, well, now I would consider that to be a prop and I'd probably eject them for that. Do it. Yeah. As yep. a speaker, you should only allow them to wear blue. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> well, Elise, thank you very much and uh, good luck with everything. And again, thank you for all your time. Thanks, Ben. No thank worries. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Um, you can, uh, I don't know, give it to Hamez. How are you? Your first and Hello. last appearance. Hello. Hello. Do, do people actually honestly call you Hamez? Have, have people? Um, yeah, well, uh, like I said to Dakota when you first started talking about me on the brink, um, <laughs> my ex called me Hamez and um, now my, because uh, my brother had a kid recently and. Um, my like um, uncle Hermes sort of thing. So okay, yeah, it's still sort of going on. Yeah. Kind of like Target Tajay and yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of the World Cup last year with Hermes Rodriguez, of mm. course. I mean, it's spelt James, but yes, um, pronounced Hermes. 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 You can get Chelsea Hummes. to call you Hermes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dakota. Yeah. No problem. Seriously, seriously, seriously just just go up to her. Just be like, sup? Yeah, I've been hard. on the brink as well. It's not that hard. And um, you will be in like Flint. In like Flint because of the brink. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I know. He has to answer the five questions. No, we don't have time for that now. We've got to say farewell. Well, Hamid, thank you for coming in this morning for your one appearance. You can pass it along now to... uh, uh, I know we'll save you to last, Mark. Um, You can say the nice words about me at the end. Um, (laughs) Chris, um, I I really should have brought in your appearances because you've been in here heaps, which is a good thing. Yeah, a number of times. I was just saying before that I was definitely here for the 200th and the 300th. Absolutely. I think I missed the next couple, though. Mm, I'm pretty sure, yeah, but you were definitely 2-3. I remember those. Yeah, definitely here for those. And then the random times just to promote some sort of theatrical thing or just to come in and just chat about footy. Yes. Well, basically. and you, you were on our um, Sledge on the Edge. And various quiz times. Couple yes, of, of times. course. You made the semis, I think, one year, because that I was did. when uh, David made the final. Yeah, that's right. Um, was that's that my the brother. footy year, I'm thinking? He made uh, it for Brisbane? Because he's obviously... Yes, that's right. Yes, Brisbane. yes, it was Brisbane versus Fremantle in the final. That's, that's right. right, it was. Yeah, that's never going to happen in real life, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Fremantle again, but Brisbane, what's going on there? Uh, they're getting better. 
they've got a, a really good midfield this year. Okay. They've, they've been recruiting very wisely. Right. So so now that you don't have this to outlet all your theatrical stuff, yeah. um, make sure, again, we, we mentioned to Adam and Tom before when we spoke to them, we're going to leave like their business cards here. So whatever breakfast <laughs> show takes over, they yeah. can just obviously, you, you can come in. Still. I do have a business card, but I don't think I have any on me. Well, that's not I'll good. just have to leave a piece of paper just, with my name on it. Just graffiti there. on the desk. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll write it across Kevin Bacon's phone. Hey, no, no, don't not to face the bacon. Not to face the bacon. There was outrage. Outrage <laughs> everywhere. Just then. Well, thank you, Chris. We really appreciate it. Congratulations that. on your job, mate. That's a really fantastic thing to happen, and so well done. Thank well you done. very and much. Good luck with that. Thank you very much. Uh, Stewie. Uh, you've been a co-host on this show really only for about six or so months, but uh, you feel the void. You've done your job. Yeah, look, uh, I feel that um, it's been a privilege sitting across from your benelicious self because you're special. Bruce has just made an appearance yes. again. Well, oh, Brucey boy. <laughs> um, yeah, look, um, certainly it's been good, you know, to have to be on here with you and reconnect with old old college mates. You know, I remember back in the day. Um, <laughs> you were in Killfield 1 Yes Yes I was in the oh, Chris one. looked up when I said Killfield I was like oh god not that um, But Stewie thank you very much uh, For your time mate Really appreciate your help You're right, And thank you for letting me do the science segment Anytime. Well, not anytime. Amazing. We won't be here anymore, but um, you know what I mean. Uh, Paul, uh, you could, this Paul, uh, <laughs> Seattle Paul. Uh, Seattle Paul. Thank you. You've uh, only made a few appearances, but they've been memorable. You were on our only Super Bowl edition. but right, um, yes. This sort of is a, a Super Bowl light edition. But, uh, yeah, thank you very much. And, obviously, I'll still be involved in the ice hockey. I'll still be calling those games, so you'll still oh, see me, though. So uh, that'll be all online now. But, um, yeah. But thank you for your appearances. I was going to I was gonna ask you off air if you are still going to do the ice No, I'm still doing the ice hockey, absolutely. Right, so, because you were you, we we both were voted most valuable non-players. Exactly, but so. again, I wouldn't have this top so. if it wasn't for true. doing that. So. That's true. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, well, thank you very much, Paul, and uh, we will no doubt cross paths. And great job on the photos. Good job of those. Keep that work. Uh, other Paul, Mr. Latrell, uh, I don't know if you want to hold that microphone or you want to go to Dakota's. Hold the microphone. Um, you've also been around here for about a year or so now, and yeah. obviously you're still going to be continuing with me on Survivor Oz, but um, yep. mate, it's been a lot of fun, and thank you for making your Tuesdays uh, a Brink Tuesday. Yeah, it's been good having a bit of a whinge on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> ah, swings? No. We're yeah. a happy show. Yeah, Check I'll continue on with face. Ice Hockey as well, and yes, uh, you make sure be. that I rub it in Dakota's face, having... A jersey like yours as well. Yeah. Paul has one. Well, next year, here. next year I might get one. Next and you got to show up to the games, Dakota. I, oh, I, I can't catch a bus. Look, I have other responsibilities. And you have to. Uh, you have to 16. watch more. Pl- <laughs> you have to watch more players okay. than just Marcus Bendel as well. Yes. Well, thank you, Paul. And other um, teams exist other than the Falcons, Dakota. So. We appreciate. We appreciate all your time on the show, mate. Thank you very yeah, much. It's been good, right. Dakota. Yep. Um, yeah, you were good. And Mark, uh, <laughs> thank you. You were our very first and only intern. Um, you established yourself into a co-host. Um, you've been a very interesting co-host. But uh, seriously, you've you've learned a lot. I hope I've taught I you some things. I've taught you how lot. to be an angry, bitter old man when you get to like <laughs> twenty-seven. But um, I I appreciate you giving up all your time. Obviously, yep. your school holidays. Every morning you were in here, you could have been sleeping in. But Thank you very much for everything that you've done for this show, Dakota. And thank you for having it. me. I know you've been trying to get your job for like ages. So mm. Good luck on it. Yeah. yeah. Just a word of advice: when you graduate from uni, keep pushing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you thought I was going to say something else there, yeah. Mark, manager of Edge Radio. Um, thank you for allowing me this outlet 
to be an idiot and uh, not cancelling me the first time you heard it. I'm sure that was very tough. But um, his face says yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you speak for all the. I've, I've been had many managers here at Edge, but uh, you, you've you've been one of them. Thank you, and you've been one of the presenters <laughs> that I've worked with too, Ben. Um, no, no. Look, I'd, I'd, I'd firstly like to thank you for coming on uh, full time. It was one of the aims uh, a couple of years ago. I've been in the chair two and a half years, and. Um, along with previous program managers and current one, Alistair, we, we wanted to have a breakfast show. You picked it up and ran with it, and ran with it brilliantly. And, and you're very inclusive, and that's uh, that's the hallmark of community radio. So you fitted right in. And this posse that we've got in here today, and all the guests that you've paraded, is testament to the fact that you have communicated and connected with um, with Greater Hobart. And so that's fantastic, and that's a, a that's a real credit to you and your personality and and the way you are, um, and it's also provided Edge with the opportunity to have some consistent programming in breakfast. And I know that the commercials will be wrapped. You're going because <laughs> you you shake their tree, and that's what we love to do. And through you and Edge, it's been a great partnership. So, look on behalf of you know all of the staff, and and of course I'm speaking on behalf of the board as well. Um, we wish you the best. We're sorry to see you go, but. This is what community radio is. It's an opportunity for people to come in, develop their skills, develop their connection, uh, show their passion, which is what you've done, and that you've taken it to another professional level in the media is credit to you. And uh, we, we wait for the chair to be filled with somebody else to give them an opportunity, but we will never forget the brink and we will never forget Ben Waterworth. So on behalf of all of us here, Ben, it's been a wonderful ride. Thank you. Best of luck for the future. Thank you very much, mate. Kevin Bacon might be available. Um, I don't know if you want to get him here. Uh, well, I guess that's it. Um, I will say uh, we've had uh, 1,325 guests over three different shows, over 686 episodes. Uh, very first guest was Lisa Singh, who we had on the show. Uh, technically, our last guest I've written here was Jeffrey J, but it's actually you, Hummus, because um, you, you will count as a new guest. But, thank uh, you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming on here. Um, we've had 16 different hosts. I, I don't want to go over all of them. Um, but to everyone who's ever come on here and hosted a show, uh, thank you very much. Um, we've put out a lot of these. Um, still continuing on, of course, through Survivor Oz, one of our spin-off shows, uh, which is available online. And, of course, Qualifying Lap will be making appearances on Edge uh, throughout um, the, the coming months, hopefully. Um, and it, it's been it's been fun. I think when I first started doing this, I didn't expect to be still here 11 years later. Um, it was by circumstance that I even continued on after doing it at Elizabeth College and it's sort of been part of my life now for 11 years so it's very sad that I have to leave um, I love doing this more than anybody can ever know so it's uh, it's difficult but uh, obviously you've got to move on at some point and go where the career takes you so thank you to everybody who's tuned in over the years everybody who's appeared on the show to Edge for allowing me this outlet it has been an honour and I look forward to coming back one day perhaps and annoying you guys you know maybe one day but uh, for the last time Hobart thank you for the journey thank you for everything thank you Kevin Bacon for being alive and until we next speak again keep sucking those oranges Hobart and 
Good night. Definitely brings back the memories. Emotional and uh, still sad to this day to hear that again. And uh, obviously, that's why we're here doing this podcast, to bring you back some goodies and new stuff and everything else along the lines, because we miss talking to you. And clearly, as you could tell by that clip, it was sad that we can't be doing this via the radio anymore. But hey, that's what the internet's for. That's what podcasts are for. At least that way, we can still be alive slightly. We mentioned karaoke before, so why not go into this bit? It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Yes, Forget the Lyrics. Classic Forget the Lyrics. Now, in last week's episode, you heard a classic interview with Taylor Hanson from Hanson. And, of course, you could have expected that at some point in our history we did do Forget the Lyrics to Hanson. This was back in 2012. Samuel McCrossan and myself singing to the classic Mbop, and I do believe that this was the subject of a cat. Uh, what exactly that cat was doing, perhaps you'll have to find out by listening to this. I haven't heard this song since about 1999. This cat started eating all its food. It was really nice for him. All of a sudden, he ate a cheeseburger. He was no longer thin. Make sure you put the cat on a treadmill, because he's going to get really fat. And then all of a sudden, you have the world's fattest cat. So, make sure you eat it. Yeah, eat the food, not the cat, because that's wrong, unless you're in China. Because I don't know how they eat their food over there. Oh, and I don't know the tune of this song. Very well, as you can tell. So make sure you eat the food and make your fat cat, or he'll go to hell. Meow, meow, eat the food, meow, meow. Eating all the food, 18 kilo cat, he's called meow. Gonna vomit all up the food, cause he's too fat and have a heart attack. He's the world's fattest cat, meow, 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 meow. Sam, over to you now. Let's have a break. No, this is the, the cycle into the next um, course. So this cat was so fat that he had to decide to lose some weight. He decided to book himself into hospital to get some lap band surgery. He got the surgery done. He was really, he's more thin. He started going to the gym and working out and he got really buff he was so hunky all the female cats were all over him oh yeah oh yeah mm, cat oh I like the cat yeah 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 I could listen to those all day. I just think they're great. And that is very uh, one-sided of me saying that. But, hey, I'm meant to be that way because I do kind of host this program. We'll have another one for you on the next episode. And you can already count down the minutes until you hear that. Sadly, that's about all we have time for in another edition of the Brink Podcast. We're going to close it out a little bit differently for you today. You already heard how we ended our show back in 2015. But uh, every year we would release sort of a 
best of mix of kind of just the best bits from our show that year and we did put out one celebrating 11 years of the brink which i will close out the show for you in just a few moments but before we do that as always uh thank you for listening uh first of all subscribe to us remember the best way to do so is on itunes just search for the brink on the itunes store click on subscribe and you will have these episodes directly to your computer without having to always chase them down we always appreciate any sort of feedback you can rate us you can leave us a a review anything else in between if you don't use itunes tunes but you still use a podcast server head to our facebook page facebook.com forward slash brink radio show and you will find our feed there and you can put that in your relevant podcast subscriber and of course we're on twitter we uh, update that occasionally subscribe to us on youtube as well you will find a heap of videos on there as i mentioned the brink on these six we have deleted scenes from that coming up your way very very soon plenty of things to come and we will be back again next week for another episode more surprises more everything else in between and a big thanks go to wooshka for providing us uh, a platform to upload these podcasts to so thank you wooshka you guys are awesome let's close it out with a track we like to call 11 years in the mix celebrating our 11 years that were on edge radio and until we next speak again in terms of my voice keep sucking those oranges hobart enjoy this and good night Good afternoon, Hobart. You're tuned into the Schoolies Hour here with Elizabeth College. My name is Ben here for the Schoolies Hour. I'm filling in for Krause and Stephen, who are not here today. Obviously, that's why I'm here. Thank you, Ben. Uh, looking for, I'm very good. I'm very excited for another edition of The Brink. Well, I'm never not excited. Let's just put it that way. I mean, we live where we do. We have the show. It's just all oh, yeah. glued together. Yes, thank you very much, Trevor. Good morning, Hobart. You are tuned into the Brink here on the fantastic, fabulous Fat Friday. Brinkalicious. Brinkalicious. Sorry about that. It is fantastic to be here on Breakfast Radio. My name is Ben, and joining me, as he will usually did on a Monday, but now on the fantastic Friday, is Anthony. Anthony, welcome to That's Breakfast Radio. Right, I know. I'm very, very, very excited. That accent of Trevor, he's changed his accent for some reason. He sounded semi-South African slash American slash Australian. Well, South. he has to adapt what? to us. Uh, Certain time slots, it's amazing what he can do. I mean, I don't barely have time to run to the toilet, let alone <laughs> and folding and going, oh, what am I doing in this? <laughs> no, I, I really don't have a clue, but I'm going to start concentrating in that now. Well, look, I just stop right there. Thanks all the same, Ben. Well, Mark, it is true. You have to admit, I mean, you haven't won a tennis match since I was born, so I mean... And when were you born, Ben? I don't disclose my age on air. You should know that. No, they're not. They're, they're, they're right at the other end. They're at the end of the scale. They're so far behind there in front of us. But what, what I'm saying, <laughs> Josh... Don't, don't, don't miss my dreams. Anyway... She's just missed out on the end there. Egypt has just missed out on 27th place. But that will be a national record here. We wait for the judges' thing, the judges' scores. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I have to say that I, that will I easily am... be my the most inspirational moment in the history of Egyptian synchronized swimming. I, I am excited about this, Ben. I am not happy. Oh, why is that, sir? You don't, you don't look happy today. The Batman movie. The Batman movie. Yes, Dark Knight came out in cinemas last week. Very excited. Mr. Freeze. Yes, you played. Mr. Freeze, of course. You're not in the Batman movie. Oh, so that's why you're angry. You're not in the Batman movie. There's a freeze coming. My famous line. You played it before. A bad version. A bad, bad. I'm bad. <laughs> you know? Um, criminal. I, I just, and my voice isn't very good at the moment. Josh, well, did this actually happen? I don't think it did. It did in the Tim Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> Which will be released next year. <laughs> 
No, but my mom, she used to live in Oskego, which is in Alabama, and she being the woman, she had to run. So she ran when I was in the womb. Fair enough. Welcome everybody to the first edition of the F1 show, otherwise known as the Formula One show, here on Monday the 1st of June 2009. Ben sitting here in the chair with you, you may recognise my voice of course from the brink on Friday mornings here on Edge Radio. Oh hey, that's fine, look, you know, we we like to fly with these here in Canada, it's great to be here in, in Vancouver for the games. And I really a like to talk about this sort of stuff. <laughs> well, um, Matt is laughing at your hat, and Anthony is just looking. Anthony, are you going to introduce? I didn't realise how um, strong your accent was, <laughs> Mr. Ma- Prime Minister. Oh, very good. Very, uh, very relaxed and uh, how you say respectful. So it was was quite nice. Been here for more than a week of holiday. I've met lots of uh, Australian people in, in very nice uh, uh, situations, and it uh, has been. You feel welcome. That's that's, that's great. Did you and Karina enjoy Lady Gaga the other night? Uh, it was interesting. <laughs> I had to ask about Lady Gaga. Um, man, you sounded very calm for who he is. I know. You should have seen. You sounded almost like, oh, do I have to be here? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, God, what do you want? God, Ben. God, what do you want? But you said I think you were over. You were trying too hard not to be like overwhelmed by his presence. <laughs> I'm a serious journalist, Anthony. Yeah. Have you have you met David? David. David, how are you? Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you, David. <laughs> you guys must it's have a lot scary, common. actually. <laughs> it's um, the first time I've met somebody of great caliber. <laughs> You're in awe of each other, aren't you? We are. Yeah, you just too much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Bill from London, can you hear us? Bill. Bill. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Ah. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. There's a bit of a delay. Hello. Hello, Ben. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Peter. <laughs> that joke about animals was quite hilarious, Ben. Good props to you, my. It, props to you, son. It wasn't a joke, Bill. It wasn't a joke. No, it's right. You can start us off. <laughs> I've got a question for you. Oh, okay. oh, here we go. Two questions. Yes. People say when I'm on television, all I do is win. Is that true? I've heard that too, and I don't get it. And the second thing is, does the telly put five kilos on? I'm starting to get paranoid about this. Scott Bacon said the other day in Parliament that I look old. Did he really? People on Facebook were saying, yes, actually you are starting to look old. Wow. Uh, Is that true? You know we will. You know we will. We're best friends now. I mean, come on. We are. We are. We are BFFs, as Karen Tilton would say. (laughs) I think some things the Prime Minister shouldn't talk about on the radio. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, It's... I'm a guest, so you expect me to be polite, but it's beyond that. It, I really uh, hope that's a special place. Has it gone in? No, it hasn't. The Cougars once again. They're going to run out of time here, I think. Has a shot in! One second on the clock! What can you say about that? Absolutely magnificent, uh, Richard Fox. I, I was a bit worried about him there, Ben, after he missed that shot. Pretty close yesterday. It was, it was very close. Extremely close. <laughs> and, um, I believe we actually have a treat here in the studio, and um, I'm a bit worried about her entrance. How are you this week, sir? Yes, Rob, I'm pretty good. You're looking fresh and uh, nice. Looks like you've got a bit of a tan going on there. Yes, well, Ben, I've been on a holiday. Where have yeah, you been? You know, oh, I've been up to the Gold Coast, actually. Ah, yeah. yes. Yes, what have you been doing on the Gold Coast? Oh, I went up there for the footy last, last week. I bet you did. You know I'm a Collingwood supporter, but... Uh, 
Dane Swans my favourite player. You are tuned in to an Australian radio exclusive, the only radio show in Australia to be dedicated to the TV show that is Survivor. Charles, are you enjoying Hobart? You enjoying Hobart? Thank you, It's a blessing. It is. Thank you, Charles. Do you listen to this radio? Station? It's radio, right here. Lovely to see you. I think Sam, while we're moving along here, Rumley's having a bit of a chat. We're in the, we're in the heart of the Indian fans. I'm going to move along the line here. People are shaking their head. They don't want to be discussed. Guys, uh, anybody want to come and have a chat? Hello. How? I'm fine. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. That's very good. What's your name? Sonny. How are you finding the cricket tonight? This is amazing. Oh, excellent. I said, oh yeah, today's my birthday, and all I want for my birthday is a spanking from Jeff Probst, and the poor guy, the poor guy, with his mouth open, he's like, oh my gosh, get this woman away from me. You know, maybe Will Hodgman, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? You and Will going off to the cold class, that would make the media go into a bit of a storm, wouldn't it? Just imagine, I don't think Nikki would be too happy. Well, I've completed my pilgrimage of Antarctica, and I, yes. no, I'm, I'm just back. Yes. <laughs> oh, you got me all excited there. Like, did you discover a new type of snow? Uh, no. Well, I heard some people did on the mountain the other day, though. Yes. Uh, would you say it's a fail or no fail that they've let a donkey mate with a zebra? I think love is love. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it sounds so poignant when Tali's saying it. I just think love is love. I would love to. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to my favorite Australian. Oh, I'm gonna. Can I? Can I just keep that and forever play it over and over in my head? And kind of, I might even make that my message tone on my phone. Um and uh, and yeah, that's there. That's, for me, it makes these interviews fun. There's not a moment uh, in this interview that I've been telling the truth. Well, that's what I like to hear. And there's not one question that I've uh, gone into also trying to tell the truth too, James. So it's working out well. Tune into the Brink on Edge Radio 99.3 FM weekday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. It's the most epic breakfast radio show in all of Hobart. John Bailey approves this message. Beans. Uh, Ned, let's, let's hear it. All right, this is this is embarrassing. Uh, oh, I'm duty, police officer. I'm going to win survival. See, it sounds terrible. See, it just coming out of my mouth, I just wanted to stop myself. <laughs> hey, 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 you know what? Never, never do that again, man. <laughs> uh, Mr. President, we have an issue. Uh, we cannot go to G20. Plane breakdown. You must get out and push. Oh, we will get twi- we will get dissidents to push them. It can be their punishment. Get Ukraine to push it. Stop. Get Ukraine. <laughs> That's why we invade them. Well, actually, I'll, I'll let you answer as Bianca. What do you think Bianca would do? I don't know. Bianca's never been to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get around that? I've never had that experience of. Being Bianca going to the toilet, so I would not know. That is the best answer I've ever had for that question. <laughs> Bianca doesn't go to the toilet. Chavril are breaking up! Or like, yeah, Chavril. Not Chavril! No, in Chavril! I can't handle it! I shipped that couple! Oh! Oh no! No! Ben! 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 And um, Ben's gone. He's actually gone. You know what makes me always I'm not done yet. It's always the student's fault. No matter what. I love that we were like perfectly in time for that. Like that was, you think that was planned. Three, two, one. Some people Yeah. We just do that at random times during the show. Yeah. I accidentally forgot to think about Kevin. 
Get out. Just get out. Just leave the studio. Get out. We cannot. Not even joking. Get out. Door's there. Come on. We, we cannot help out. you. Okay. Out. Leave. Keep going. Stewie, just close the door for him, please, would you? There we go. Never mind. All right, there we go. Got rid of him. Aliens are really attacking. See, Kevin wasn't happy um, with the fact that you used him in a joke. That kind of... He squeaked at you. That kind like of, a mouse. That kind of freaks me out. <laughs> that's, that's what people say when they turn this radio. They show in the morning. Well, that kind of freaks me out. You watch in Drink It Radio. Until tomorrow morning, keep sucking those oranges. Keep sucking those dim sims. Keep sucking those oranges. Keep sucking those oranges. Keep sucking those oranges. Keep sucking those oranges, Hobart. Keep sucking those oranges. 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 And Kevin Bacon. And, well, no, don't do that. That's a bit rude. Sorry. Um, thank you, Kevin Bacon, for being alive. And good night. It's over, so we put our hands